0: Hey everybody, how you doing? Well, that's good. Welcome to the Broad Street Hockey Facebook Live post game. My name is Bill Matz. I'm your director of Fun and games for the evening. We're getting to the end here, fam. We are getting to the end. As I said on uh, on BSH Radio last night, I am suffering from a little bit of senioritis. Uh, it just seems like it's over already. I'm joking. I, I there are a lot worse fates than having to talk about the Philadelphia Flyers. Um. I can't believe that this was a two to one game the empty netter makes it three to one, but this was one of the sloppiest both ways. It's not like one team was just uh seriously outplaying the other. It just seemed like both teams were incredibly sloppy tonight, and uh i uh I'm just baffled that this was the, this was a two to one game. Uh, And then the empty netter, of course. Carter Hart, what can you say about Carter Hart? Uh, He's the whole story tonight. There was nothing else. Uh, Who else stood out to you on the Philadelphia Flyers tonight? Whom? JVR had some chances. TK had some chances. Um, I, I... I got nothing. It was Carter Hart. It was the Carter Hart show. Stopped 40 out of 41, gets the win. Uh, that whole third period, I'm uh, going into the third period, I'm just sitting there saying, just get him one. If he – I know that wins aren't the be-all, end-all, if you're assessing a goaltender. But at the end of the day, goalies do have a record attached to their name. And if he didn't earn a W tonight, no one's ever earned one. Uh, that dude played his ass off tonight and uh, absolutely deserved that W. I was glad to see they could get it for him. Uh, JVR gets credited with that uh, with that go-ahead goal from Kutz and Voracek, and then Couturier puts it away with the empty netter from Giroux and Limblom. Um, yeah, just a outstanding performance from Carter Hart. Uh, that's why when we talked about uh, when we talked on BSH radio last night about this run, now that it looks like the playoff pipe dream is is dead, um, we talked about the run and said, was it worth it? You know, because at a certain point this season, they were in last place. Uh, it might have only been for a few days and the Senators uh, games played, tiebreakers, whatever. But they were a last place team at one point this season. And had a legitimate chance at uh, Jack Hughes or Capo Caco. Now, uh, obviously, while they were playing like absolute shit, um, they're not that bad. So they were going to regress to the mean at least somewhat. And I think that's what we saw a little bit out of this. They got, you know, the special teams have turned it around. The goaltending's turned it around. JVR gets on a goal-scoring pace. A bunch of youngsters step up. And suddenly, a bad team looks like a good team. Um, they were never as bad as I thought, but when you were that bad for the first half of a season, you have to start to wonder, is the best thing for this franchise to turn it around? Um, a lot of people said, no, just tank, just, just get this draft pick. It's being dropped in your laps by a, a team just throwing away the first half of the season. And if you remember on the last post game show, I said, F draft picks. I'm done with them. I don't care about draft picks anymore. Now, obviously, you want the, um, you want the assets. Whether you can trade them, whether you draft somebody, whatever, it's nice to have that optionality, as Sam Hin- Hinky would say. Um, no, but it's always nice to have the assets. I'm not saying you don't want better draft picks, but I don't know, man. I wouldn't trade this Carter Hart run for anything, um, Obviously, I would prefer they make the playoffs. Obviously, I would prefer they be a cup contender. But that's just not the case right now. What I got to see out of Hart this year, and it's not over. What, they? they have eight games left, I think. Um, mathematically, I don't think they're out of it yet. So the, the dream is always somewhat still alive. But, I, I mean, come on. Come on. Uh, but, I mean, we got to see Carter Hart come in and look like the goalie we've been promised since they drafted him and that makes the whole thing worth it to me what they got out of TK what they got out of Lindblom and Patrick and Sandheim and Myers that's all icing on the cake and we needed it like it's not just about Carter Hart but watching Carter Hart do this thing um is really encouraging it really encourages me that this is all not uh, a waste of time it's we're built we are actually building something this isn't just um this isn't just the the illusion, the delusion of hope. This is actual, okay, we have these guys. They're going to fill these roles, and they're going to be productive in them. And no one's been more productive than Carter Hart uh, since his call-up. Uh, yeah, 40 out of 41 tonight. Just absolutely incredible. Uh, no, one re- no one else really stood out to me. I thought both teams were incredibly sloppy tonight, just bad turnover. And it made for a somewhat entertaining game, don't get me wrong, uh, while there was a – a lack of goal scoring, you know, I'll, I'll, there was a ton of chances, just uh, breakaways and odd man rushes from the, from the, from all the sloppy passing and giveaways and just, uh, this is uh, both coaches are probably losing their shit right now because that was not a well-played hockey game. But sometimes when you don't have it, you have to find a way to win and the Flyers did. So I'll commend them for that. Let's get to your stuff. Cause I have nothing outside of, uh, I have nothing outside of Carter Hart. Heart stopper. We steal two more points thanks to the thanks to the rookie's effort. And really, what else was there? What was the final shot? Uh, shot battle. 28 Blackhawks. Forty-one shots. Flyers. Twenty-eight. So they are thoroughly owned in terms of the uh, in terms of the you know shot attempt battle. I'm gonna guess as well. And flyers still come away with the win because Corsi isn't real. FYI NHL network has Columbus game on. I'm kind of done um I'm kind of done scoreboard watching. I think it's over. TK really struggles to bury opportunities. He could have 10 more goals this year easy. That uh the posts he's hit are absolutely incredible. I don't think that's like a thing. Like I I don't oh he can't finish. Like we said that we said that about Sean Couturier and now he's a back-to-back 31 goal scorer. So I'm not too worried about it. Montreal won. Typical. Yeah, I get it. Um, I'm I'm done scoreboard watching. To me, this thing's over. I, I said it. I said it at the beginning of this show. I said it on a. I said it on BSH Radio. I got senioritis right now. I I'm just kind of. I, I don't want to make it seem like I'm not putting in an effort. I enjoy doing this. This is a great time hanging out with all of you, getting to talk about the Flyers. But um. Ah. Was that Eric Gustafson guy confusing anyone else? You mean there's two? Uh only nobody bit on my joke when I, I tweeted uh I tweeted should have kept and nobody was like, Oh, well, that's not the same guy. I really wanted to I really wanted to troll someone into telling me that um that it was a different Eric Gustafson because I'm all aboard that Gus bus. My God. I always uh when we talk a lot came up recently, uh, you know, the Eagles win the Super Bowl and the Phillies become relevant again, signing Bryce Harper. And it's like, Oh, well, if you weren't around when blah, 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 then you don't really get to be a part of it. And it's like, nah, man, you know what I know? Having watched, um, having watched the Phillies when Desi Relaford was there and all that, you know what I know? It's more fun when they're bandwagon fans. Cause that means the team is good. Uh, but I always, if you didn't have an Eric Gustafson or a Jake Jason Ackerson take, um, no, I don't want to hear from you. I'm kidding. I'm going to accept any and all bandwagon fans because when this team is good, I'm going to be elated. I was talking to David Kitai, Uh This was forever ago now at this point. Uh, but Dave Katai from Sons of Penn. Um, some of you might know, we, we kind of all started Sons of Penn together. We broke away from Buzz on Broad and started our own thing. Me and CJ Burns and, uh, Ryan Gilbert, Dave Katai, Steph Driver, and uh, I was talking to him. I was like, "Dude, when we did this, they were supposed to be getting good, and now they finally might be." And it was—it was, it was just—it uh, was just, you know, we've been waiting far too long. I don't care who jumps on this bandwagon. Those those saves heart made while short-handed were. Were pure larceny. He made what three or four? What was the? Let me see what the um, what the actual count was here. Where Arya Hart? Yeah, two of two. They uh, credit him with shorthanded, but it seemed like he made three or four. Seems like the JVR noise has been tuned out. Yeah, it's weird. Goal scorer scores goals, and suddenly people don't complain about him. Sorry, I'm jumping in late, so I don't know if anyone has said this yet. I just started. I mean, we're only 11 minutes in. Uh, sorry, I'm jumping in late. Don't know if uh, anyone has said this yet, but Corbin Knight, first NHL goal. Thoughts now? All right, he's got one. Cool. I don't need to see any more Corbin Knight. Uh, if if it's He's a placeholder. He doesn't make a difference to me. Um, as long as he's not here next year, I don't care. It's the, That line is what it is. Um, Uh, Corbin Knight, Phil Veroni. Justin Bailey might have something in terms of being a fourth liner. He's got some speed. He's got some size. Uh, He's pretty young. I think he's like 22 years old. Um, Maybe he's got something, but I'm good on on the also-rans. Kind of sucks looking back at if they wouldn't have blown that Toronto game, they'd only be three back. Yeah, but uh, that's when when you play nothing but must, and this is an excuse, like, yeah, they blew that game and that was probably it right there. I think they, I think it all ended in Washington, that Washington game the night before the Thursday, um, the Thursday, Friday, Tuesday losses, I think kind of, Oh, Mikey's here. What's up, Mikey. He told me never to, uh, he told me, I never say hi. So what's up. But yeah, the, uh, the Thursday, Friday, Tuesday losses, uh, kind of sealed it. I, I, after the Washington game, I said, that's pretty much it. And then Toronto nailing the coffin there. Hey, Bill, did you catch any of the Tampa versus Caps last night? Tampa is really something. In some ways, I'm glad the Flyers won't be playing them in round one, all about next year and going forward. Um, I always want to test all my guys against the best. I think it can only help everyone. I think it could only help Carter Hart if he's facing to Kutrov in the playoffs. I think it could only help Phil Myers and Travis Sanheim to see hockey at that level. Uh, Patrick, Lindblom, all the youngsters. I think it can only help even if they were to get embarrassed on the ice, which would be understandable. This Tampa team is – they're having the best season since the 95-96 Red Wings. Look up that roster. It was a good freaking team. (laughs) Like, uh, I always say 86 games is better than 82. Uh, There are extenuating circumstances, like if you're just going to straight-up go in the tank. uh, Yeah, maybe that's what's best for your franchise. But when you have a collection of guys like this, I don't think any extra experience can hurt. Um, But damn, man, that Tampa team's freaking something. Sanheim is going to be a stud. I really think he and Myers end up being top-pairing guys. Can't have enough top-pairing guys, just ask Nashville. If we get Carlson, I would be fine if they try and move one of our younger d men for another strong center uh I mean Carlson that's a uh, listen there's nothing that would please me more than getting Eric Carlson I just kind of think it's not gonna happen like I just I don't see it i i i I would love to be wrong I would in terms of hockey nothing would make me happier than getting Eric Carlson but um I'm not making any this is what they should do if this happens i that's i Eh, whatever. Bill, do you take do you take a win with Pittsburgh or Flyers losing versus Penguins, but winning those last four games? I'll take the wins versus Pittsburgh. Um, those were kind of our Stanley Cup, and I know that's sad to say with the sixteen thousand days and all that bullshit. Um, screw Pittsburgh. I mean, they're not even a city. They're one street and seven bridges. I'm like, come on. You, you you all your bars are on one street. You're not a city. You're barely a development. Uh, anyway, uh, I'll, I'll take the wins versus Pittsburgh because at least it was signature moments. At least it's something I can look back on this season and go, that was it. Like being at that stadium series game, that's one of the most fun live experiences I've had in a long time watching this team, uh, that come back on Sunday was a ton of fun. Oh, Drew Kushner's here. What's up, Drew? Jesus. What, what made you open Facebook at 1125 at night? What's going on, bud? Um, Yeah. JVR had a great game, best of the season, in my opinion. He played really well. He was all over the place, made things happen. Uh, He's been playing some great hockey. But when he makes things happen with the puck that aren't just directing them at the net, that's when you know he's really going. Because that's not his game. Um, JVR's out there to score goals. And if he gets 20 assists in a season, you go, okay, nice. what, Way to go. Um, But he he was kind of all over the place tonight. He was very noticeable in terms of guys – I came in tonight and said this was Carter Hart and nobody else. Like, who else stood out to you? Um, TK created a bunch of opportunities, didn't bury him. And JVR was, I thought, everywhere. Yeah, I think this was perhaps, um, perhaps their best game. Myers is a difference maker out there. A lot of solid plays from him tonight. Yeah, I... Man, I I really – I think we got into this last night. I'm really happy that Myers came up and didn't fall into the um, I'm going to play it safe. I'm not going to make any mistakes. I'm going to be conservative. I'm glad that Myers came up and decided – I'm going to do what I do best. I'm going to be aggressive. I'm going to take every opportunity to try to make a play because that's what makes me better than everyone else. If he's just going to go off the glass and out, if he's just going to back up on rushes, well, then, dude, you're just Robert Hay, and he, you're just Andrew McDonald, and he hasn't been that at all. Um, I can't wait to watch him play a full season next year. I'm really looking forward to seeing what Phil Myers can do with top four minutes for an extended period of time. Coot's becoming quite the point-maker the past two seasons. Happy for him. He is still young. Excited to see him in the next few seasons. I keep asking, man, and, like, I say all... You know, we all kind of... I say all the time just offhand. Oh, Claude Giroux, the best player in the team. Is he still? I know he puts up points. I know he's the captain. I know he's Claude freaking Giroux, and he's awesome. But is Sean Couturier the best player in the team? I'm starting to think he is. And that's, again, if you... If you have multiple good players in the the best-on-the-team conversation, that can only be good for you. But I'm starting to think it's Coots. Hartman's mom bought Flyers fan section a round of beer. I hope that's true. That's awesome if that's true. That's really cool. Um, I like Ryan Hartman. Spends a little bit too much time in the box from from my taste. Uh, but in a limited role, I would love I'm really Lawton Hartman and whatever else they can they can get on that fourth line. I think that's the ideal fourth line next season. That's really what I want to see happen. Corbin Knight better than Andrew McDonald. I mean, just playing shorthanded is better than Andrew McDonald. I mean, while I will still say Haig might still have the upside factor, Andrew Mcdonald might be better than Robert Haig, which is really something when you think about it. Who wants to go to the Prague game? I'm down uh fans of Philly where are you at? Uh, if you're looking for a uh, if you're looking for a host i I can do all sorts of things on this trip to uh on this trip to wherever the hell Prague is. It's the Czech Republic, right? Uh, Czechoslovakia doesn't exist anymore, I don't think. Uh, Yeah, let's do it. Let's go to Prague. Um, Fans of Philly, you gonna fly me out? Put me up? I'm down. I'll do whatever you want. I will host all sorts of events. We can get real weird with it. My dad was complaining about JVR. Had to tell him to shut up. (laughs) That's I always like the uh, I don't know who I don't know your dad's deal. Uh, maybe he's a he's a diehard fan who just happens to not like JVR, which is an opinion. That's fine. Everyone's got him, but I love um, like my dad will watch one Sixers game a year and go, "Ben Simmons is a bust if he can't make a foul shot." Like, okay, but he does a lot of other stuff pretty well. So, you've seen him play twice. Uh, And that's always, I mean, that's just me and my dad. We disagree about literally every single thing. (laughs) Hextall wanted to tank and wasn't even trying. You know, that's the problem I see with, like, the way Hextall managed this roster. I don't think it's that he wanted to tank. It was that it it didn't seem like he believed in incremental. um, He didn't seem to believe in incremental improvement. Like, all right, well, we can't win the cup this year, so we might as well bring back the exact same team and sign JVR. He did, you know, bring – he did make that happen. Uh, but, like, after losing Shen and, like, knowing you're going to lose Wayne Simmons and all that stuff, it was kind of just replacing that uh, productivity. But, uh, like, it, it was it was very frustrating. There's a lot of things Hextall did real well. And looking at um, who has really contributed – to uh to this little streak they've been on up until the three and four the three losses in four games kind of ended the streak they were on but overall still a pretty good points percentage and when you look at who's really contributed a lot of hex tall guys a lot of hex tall guys I'm ready for Denny says I'm ready for the off season I want to see what Chucky two trades is gonna do this summer. Yeah there's um like Yeah, I'm ready for the offseason. I've said it multiple times. I've got senioritis. I'm like looking at the – I haven't – I just moved. And if you're looking at my set, um, clearly I haven't really put a ton of effort into rebuilding it. (laughs) It's just kind of makeshift right now. The sound the other night was terrible. I think I fixed it a little, uh, but just sitting here I can kind of hear it be a little bit echoey. Um, not as bad as last night – or two nights ago, whenever the hell it was. But, yeah, I definitely – this is this is the most important Flyers offseason in a long, long time. Um, it's uh, – they got – because it's actually – you can identify a couple of areas that if they address them, this could actually be a good team. It's not even, all right, well, if we do this and we do this and we get lucky here and this guy breaks out – It's really now, looking at it, okay, if we address center depth, if we get another dynamic winger, a little bit of depth here and there, get the backup goalie, whether it's Cam Talbot or whoever else, this could be a really good team. I I am very interested to see what Chuck does this summer because you can actually identify areas that if they fix them, we go from, all right, hopefully we can take a step forward here, but blah, blah, blah. you know, it's still the Flyers, same old mediocre team. I really don't think uh, it will be next year as long as they make a couple of fixes that are very obvious. At this point, Columbus losing only holds meaning to me because of uh, because of how they went all in at the deadline. Yeah, it is funny. I'm not rooting against Columbus or anything, but um, I don't care if they make the playoffs, and it's pretty funny that if not only they held on to their own guys, but also bought at the deadline, uh, and then they missed the playoffs, that's just good stuff. I mean, that's just funny as hell. (laughs) Pittsburgh, your best cuisine is a sandwich with fries in it. Enjoy your starchy sandwiches and shove it. While I agree with you um, that Pittsburgh is a trash city, uh, I will say... The Magooby at Chickie's and Pete's, it's got crab fries in it, and it's a damn good sandwich. Who backs up Hart next year? I still got to believe it's Cam Talbot. Um, I, can't, I, I It's weird that he's getting no playing time. He started one game, come, came into one game in relief. They haven't got a look at him at all. Now with eight games left, when are they actually going to be mathematically eliminated if that's what they're waiting for? Um, uh, but looking at the goalie market, man, what else? What else is there? Cam Talbot might be the best option. Um, I like Brian Elliott. I like Brian Elliott a lot. But you can't do this again. You can't depend on thirty-four-year-old Brian Elliott with his injury history and the way he's pl- the way he hasn't played the last couple years. When he's been healthy, he's been relatively good. But. I- you just can't count on him. And you look down the, the goalie list, like they're not going to go spend on Bob. Robin Lehner is going to look to cash in on his big, uh, his big, um, what the hell is it? The Masterton, whatever the comeback trophy is, whatever he's going to get. He's going to look to really cash in on his bounce back season. Uh, you just look down the available goalies and shit, man. Cam Talbot, it looks like the best option. The Hartman's mom thing is true. That's awesome. That's really cool. Uh, I still can't believe we robbed Columbus for Coots and Jake Voracek for Jeff Carter. And yeah, uh, Hartman's mom bought beer for Flyers fans. It's all over Twitter. Yeah, it's, I mean, we didn't really... Uh, Jeff Carter was a hell of a player. Um, it's, it's funny that Columbus lost the Jeff Carter trade twice. Because the, the funny part of the Jeff Carter trade is that they end up with Jack Johnson. LA gets two cups, the Flyers get Coots and Voracek, and Nick Cousins, who's turned into a decent enough player. Um, Nice little fourth liner or whatever. Draws a ton of penalties. Talks a ton of shit on the ice, apparently, according to that NHLPA poll we talked about on the show yesterday. Um, But the fact that they trade Voracek and they trade Couturier and end up with Jack Johnson is just damn hilarious. Hartman Lawton, NAK, is a great fourth line. Yeah, if it's NAK, wh- whoever they end up going with, um, you know, Albae Qbell will definitely get a shot. I think there'll be a lot of guys in the running next year. I think Rubstav will get a shot. Uh, Varobiev will get another shot. There'll be plenty of, uh, you know, 20-year-old dudes turning pro uh, who are going to get a shot too. Kache might get a shot. I, I think it's going to be a pretty good competition to fill out that fourth line next year in camp. So what's going to happen with the coaching? I, I, I got to believe it's Q's job if he wants it. If Joel Quinville wants the job, it's his job. And um, from there, I would have a wide search. I would find everyone who's ever laced up skates and bring them in and ask them what their opinions are, ask them what they think the future of this team is. And then at the very end of the day, if they determine Scott Gordon is still the best guy for the job, I won't hate it. But If Quenville doesn't just get the job, I want a wide net cast in terms of coaching search. BSH Radio Live Pod in Czech Republic. Let's do it, man. Let's do it, fans of Philly. You hear me. Let's do it. Let's go. I'll do whatever you want. We can host some Quizo, uh, some events, parties, whatever the hell you want. Uh, I'll take everyone to uh, one of those uh, baths they do. I, I don't, I don't. Is that? I don't think that's a Czech Republic. I don't, I don't know. Um, yeah, whatever, whatever we're down for, fans of Philly. Vegas was a great time. Let's do it. You see how I just sell? I just try to get free shit for myself, whether it's a trip to Prague or a six pack of beer. I'm in this business to just get myself stuff. Haig is a treasure. I cherish him with all my heart. Uh, he made contact with a guy, and it was actually on frame. I was screaming on BSH radio last night that all these hits he collects, I don't, I've seen like five of them. When does he make these hits? And I actually saw him hit a guy, and it was on the frame of the television tonight, and I was very excited about that. Hey, Bill, do you think Hart is the MVP considering he was brought up so late in the season and the immediate impact he made on the team? (sighs) Yeah, it it depends on your, you know, everyone's got a different definition of value. I mean, it's really hard to, um, it's really hard not to say it's Sean Couturier. Um, Just looking at the numbers, the amount of games he's played and all that, but shit, man. This team started winning when Carter Hart came up. This team was done. They were cooked. I was over it. Uh, and then Carter Hart came up, and it's a totally different team. Bill's current setup looks like Corbin Knight's nose. Yeah, I was trying to fix it today in here, and it, I, I think I made it worse. I think the sound got a little bit better, but I, the the aesthetics of it are terrible. Uh, I'm going to try to get to it this weekend, and if not... um Listen, guys, I love you, um, but I'll get to it in the off season. I'm sorry. i <laughs> just, you know, uh, we'll uh, we'll we'll figure it as 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 I get to it. Um, I don't think you missed the set that badly. A- at least, um, you know, I'm here. I'm doing it. If you don't like to look at how bad this looks, you can always subscribe to the podcast feed wherever podcasts are found. Just search Broad Street Hockey on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher. All those places where other podcasts say, hey, find us here, we're there too. Broad Street Hockey, it's all you got to do. You don't even have to look at me. You can just listen to me. And I'm told I'm much easier to listen to if you don't have to look at me. Jordan Peele's next movie is about Corbin Knight's nose? I guess he had a gnarled nose, huh? Frost and Ratcliffe are the next wings slash centers. I'm not... uh, Listen, I hope those two dudes end up being freaking Hall of Famers. uh, Nothing would make me happier, except, of course, signing Eric Carlson. I already said nothing would make me happier than that. Um, But I'm not waiting on on first-year pros anymore. I'm done with that. That's... It never works out. We never, oh yeah, no, Sandheim will be here. No, Sanheim's here now. He's doing well. Like waiting on Myers. Well, he just got here. We're waiting on Hart. Are we, like, he got here a couple of months ago. I'm done waiting on first year professionals because it's just gonna be, oh, well, yeah, in a couple of years. Well, a couple of years, Claude, like we're gonna wait till Claude is 44. And then I'm I'm done waiting for for twenty for 18, 19, 20 year olds to pan out. I'm done with that. If we go out and sign somebody and those guys win jobs, that just means we have too many good players. That's not a problem. That's a luxury. You know who else has too many good players? Tampa. That's why they're going to run away with the damn cup. And Obviously, it's the freaking NHL playoffs. Any sort of stupid bullshit can happen, but like... They're unbelievable, and it's because they have a huge amount of talent. Let's do that. Let's go out and address the center. Get a good two C. Fix that problem. Let's fix the depth. Maybe get another. Uh, maybe get another top four defenseman. Round out the defense. Boom. Suddenly, if other guys were counting on maybe a year or two from now come along faster, we have a really good team with nothing but skill. Always root against Tortorella. Uh, Yes and no. Uh, like, it, it pleases me when bad things happen to John Tortorella. But also, I just think sports need bad guys. And, like, without Tortorella, without Marshand, without Tom Wilson, hockey wouldn't be as fun. Like, if we all couldn't come together and hate somebody, uh, it, just, it just wouldn't be as fun. And um, Tortorella plays the heel pretty well. He's such a dick. Wawa is forever better than sheets. I think that goes without saying. Will Talbot start Saturday, or will Moran play Saturday? I think you have a better chance of seeing Talbot, but I, I don't think we see Sam Moran until they're math. I don't think we see Sam Moran until they're mathematically eliminated and. Given the proper amount of rest, I don't see why you don't just keep playing Carter Hart. If you're expecting him to be the franchise goalie next year, I'm not. I want him in a tandem, or I want him – I want to treat it like he's going to be in a tandem, like he's going to play 40 or 45 games. If he ends up just being the dude who can start 60 games for you next year, again, that's a good problem to have but, uh, I I need a, I need another goalie who can come in and kind of split the time. And I think Talbot will be good with that, but we'll see how that shakes out. Is signing someone like Ryan Miller, a good idea for one year to mentor Hart? I was very much down for signing Ryan Miller this past year. Um, apparently he doesn't want to leave the West coast. His, uh, His wife is uh, an actor or his wife is an actress or a model or something. She's got some sort of gig out there where it uh, it benefits them to be on the West Coast. And I can't blame him for that. He just wants to live out there. That's cool. Uh, I I like Ryan Miller, uh, especially in the uh, veteran kind of role like that. I just don't think he's going anywhere if he continues to play. He's like 40 years old now, isn't he? I am ready to move on from Elliott. I, everyone's I, – I, I really respect how Elliot battled for this team. I really respect how Elliott kind of sacrificed his own personal numbers, uh, knowing he wasn't 100% and just came back because we had no other goalies. I really respect how he fought through injuries and stuff uh, to come back for this team last year in the playoffs, this year. Um, but – I can't depend on him. I, I, I respect him for what he's done, but I can't sit here and go, oh, yes, I can pencil him in for 42 starts next year. I can't. I just, in good conscience, that would be, again, neglecting a very, very important position. And it's a position that's let this team down so much over the last couple of years that I, I just can't depend on it. Loving Hartman. I I like Hartman. I think he can still come into his own and kind of break out, but right now I think he is the um I think he's perfect in a fourth line role. Him and Lawton and whoever gets that other wing job. Um or you could always move Lawton over to Wing and bring in a four a four C to play wherever. Um or whoever to play that four C spot. But yeah, I, I he spends a little too much time in the penalty box for me. Um but in a limited fourth line role where he's got he's he's got that skill or he's got that grit, he's got that tenacity and he's also got a little bit of skill he can put the puck in the net just a little bit. He's had a 19 goal season in this league before. Um I think he's a perfect fourth liner for this team. Is that video of Jordan Hall staring at Taryn Hatcher post-game on Tuesday funny or what? Uh, yeah, it just seems like he was just kind of saying, um, yeah, good for you, Jordan. I hope you were uh, saying what's up to Taryn Hatcher. Cousins wasn't a bad player, wasn't the greatest, but he was decent. Uh, he's a nice... Nice little bottom sixer. Uh, he draws a ton of penalties. If you saw that NHLPA poll about the uh, the best trash talkers, he, I always wonder because he, he just seemed to goad so many guys into punching him into the face. It was like slap shot. I was just, Reg, what did you say to him? Like, it, it just seemed like he must talk so much shit. And then I saw that poll, and he's named along with, like, all these other players who's, you know, the casual fan might have a chance of knowing. And it's this dude, Nick Cousins, one of the best trash talkers. And all right, I get it. Can we get more of the fly perbly guys on BSH radio? Yesterday's episode was hilarious. I had a great time with yesterday's episode. It was a lot of fun. Um, depending on what the turnout was tonight, I really thought I was going to do another 10 minutes on Bill and Ted three, but yeah, I mean, Stephen Craig are great. If you don't listen to fly perbly, I highly recommend it. It's on our podcast feed. Again, subscribe to the podcast feed, search broad street hockey. Every episode of fly perbly is there along with, you know, these post games. We have checking out the competition where Kelly interviews a, um, a beat writer or podcast host or whatever uh, from the upcoming opponent. And we get that, uh, we get both perspectives on the, on the next game. Uh, Of course, BSH radio, all sorts of content. So just subscribe to our podcast feed. It really helps us out. You can dig beer baths in the Czech Republic. That's, I mean, I do that every Saturday. I will fucking go to Prague. Let's all go, man. Fans of Philly, make it happen. I'm banging the drum for Sheldon Keefe. Uh, yeah, I, I just uh, kind of, I don't want to say I'm over first-time head coaches because, you know, you can always find a good one. But I just think this team needs an established guy. I really do. Sign Yager for a two game contract next year. If Ichiro can come out of retirement to play those two games in Japan for Seattle, uh, why can't Yager? Absolutely. Let's do it. I don't want to see Bilesma or Yo as head coach. Yeah, those are kind of my worst case scenarios. Like, yeah, I would much prefer Scott Gordon over either of those guys, 100%. Um, I'm all good on Bilesma and Yo. Sounds way better than Tuesday. I'm happy to hear that. Yeah, I I messed around with some things, and I think the sound's at least a little better. Since they're going to the Czech Republic, does that mean we have to keep Gudis and Jake next season? They're keeping those two. The old set had flavor. I love the old set. I I I I put a lot of time into into building that little uh that little recording studio I had. But I moved and I am in a um I am in a limited space situation. I I just had a, a lot more uh I just had a lot more room to operate in terms of options available. And I'm gonna if not this weekend then probably in the off season. But there will be a better set uh. At some point, this isn't going to be what it looks like forever. It's just kind of what I had to do to get it functional and not a uh, straight-up shit echo, basement echo, um, you know, for these last couple post games. Blue Jackets lost 4-1. Well, there you go. BJs go down. Bringing in Hart's childhood idol, Carrie Price. No thanks. TK, Patrick Hartman, thoughts? I don't want Hartman playing that high in the lineup. Um, listen, I like, I like some of the, I like some of the elements Hartman brings to the game, but I don't want to be depending on him for production. I want him, uh, every time Hartman scores, I want it to be like, yeah, that's something extra. I don't want it to be like, oh man, we really need Hartman to score and he isn't. And that's kind of what I think would happen because it's what's happened in his last two stops. Um, if you have him in a, in a limited role, let him do all the things he does well and then pots 10 goals for you 12 goals for you 15 goals for you that's really good production for uh, for that fourth line role Torts against the Pens was some of the best post game scrums ever. Oh, um, uh, Tortorella, man, he's a he, he's a he's a flaming douchebag, but pff, you can get a quote out of him. You can be damn sure you're gonna get a quote out of him. Johnny Hockey's dad can coach. Bring uh, bring him in here. Gee taught me to skate, man. Uh, I, I, Gee can coach the Flyers all day. I would love to see Gee Go, Goudreau coach the Flyers. That would be a dream come true for. Um, anyone who played at Hollydell. If we can't get Panarin, they should try to get Braden Point. Uh, I would love Panarin. Center is my number one priority, though. I think they need to target Braden Point. I think that's one of the... um, I think you can take advantage of Tampa Bay's cap situation one way or the other, whether it's poaching Braden Point or getting another one of their players that they're trying to move so they can make room for Braden Point cap-wise at a uh, compensation discount. I think either way, Tampa is a team you should try to target and take advantage of their cap situation. Does Justin Bailey make any case for fourth line next year? I definitely think he has a case. Uh, I wouldn't, you know, open it up in camp, let literally everyone in the organization get a shot at that role um, and see who wins. I I think Justin Bailey has as good of a chance as as Varobiev or NAK, I would say. Who's paying Justin Bailey's easy pass this month for the amount of call-ups? We were joking about that last night. Um, it would. I wish – it would be funny if there was like a tag-up rule in hockey where you couldn't just make paper transactions. Like he actually had to go to Voorhees and like clock in and then head back to Allentown and be like, okay, I was sent back down. Like that would be freaking hilarious. TK with consecutive 20-plus goal season. How much do we have to pay him? That's a good question. I've been wondering about that. Let's uh, see if we can find some comparables here. Where are you at, TK? That's the dude. I mean, he's wildly – his production in terms of first half and second half the last two years have been super inconsistent. But – yeah, I mean, here he is right here again. Last year, 24 goals, 47 points, and with 8 games to go, he's got almost the exact same production, 22 goals, 46 points. So, I man. Is he arbitration eligible this year? Is that what's happening with him? Where are you at, TK? He's got one more year of uh restricted free agency. So he needs one more year to go to arbitration. Um uh, but I think I think he could definitely get four and a half, five. I think he could definitely um try to lock him in now. I would. I would try to get some guys locked in now, um before the big paydays are coming, before they have that breakout year and it's like, oh shit. All right. Well, now we gotta pay you ten. Like I I would try to get guys on those Couturier style, Simmons style contracts. Get them locked in now. Ever going to do any more yelling about sports? Yelling about sports has been on hiatus for a little bit. Um, uh, the last time we went to do an episode is when Steph had her uh, her health issues. Uh, I was sitting there waiting for her to uh, to join our, our, uh, you know, uh, how the hell do we do it? The um, Google chat, the uh, FaceTime, whatever the hell it was. And I get a call a couple hours later from Steph, and she's like, I, you need, I need to go to the hospital. Like, oh, okay. Well, that's that. Uh, it's been on hiatus for a little while. Never say never, but uh, we're both kind of just... Uh, our lives are much different than they than they were. Uh, I loved yelling about sports. I think it was a great show. It was a lot of fun. Uh, one of the shows, uh, it, was, it was very much our creation, very much our show. But our, our lives are very much different than when we were just, yes, let's record all the podcasts. Yager is going to be our head coach next year. <laughs> Why not? Bill, if you can only choose one Bill and Ted 3 or new Jay and Silent Bob movie. Um, there's enough gen- – I love Jay and Silent Bob. But um, like Kevin Smith has made enough movies where I have been waiting pretty much my whole life for Bill and Ted 3. Um, it, it, nothing touches Bill and Ted for me. Bill and Ted is uh, one of my three favorite movie franchises. So I can't – nothing comes close to that. Can we donate some stuff for the new studio you have? Yeah. Um. Contact Steph on Twitter and get her address and send it to her, and she'll, she'll hook it up. <laughs> She's going to love that I said that. How about Tampa netting a goal differential of 100 tonight? Next closest is Calgary with 52. Yeah, I was looking at it a couple days ago, and they're in like the mid-90s, and I was like, oh. Yeah, and it was Calgary. It was like 40 goals behind him or something. I was like, oh, shit. Wow, that's a good one. And, yeah, so they're at plus 100, huh? That's wild. All right, I'll scroll down Some see some of the newer comments. I always fall way behind and then end up skipping a bunch just to – If the old playoff system was still in place, the Flyers would be two or three points from the eighth spot. Sigh. You know, the playoff system's the playoff system. You, it, shit changes all the time. Uh, every sport evolves. I, I, I don't care about the old system. Uh, if I was doing it, there would be no conferences. It would just be a one. To, it would just be a one to sixteen system. But uh, you know, win your games. Don't throw away the first half of the season. And this isn't. Like I can't blame I can't blame the playoff format when the problem was the team was dreadful for three months. Like, you can't just not play for three months. If we can sign at least Skinner, that'd be amazing. Loved him in Carolina. He's doing great in Buffalo. I, I, I like Jeff Skinner a lot. And if it ends up, they end up with Jeff Skinner. Cool. Um, I just see other, I just need a centerman. I just need a freaking centerman. Anyone else think Nugent Hopkins could be a good trade target in the off season? Uh, I would love RNH. Um, Wondering what kind of moron Edmonton brings in, but hey, if it's anything like uh, if it's anything like the last guy, it might not be too hard to get Nugent Hopkins. Ron Burgundy is calling the L.A. Kings game right now. If you have NHL TV, that's outstanding. I might I might jump out of here and go watch that. Is that a line shipping blanket as a backdrop? You got it. That's right. Yeah. I have spent quite some time working in warehouses and shipping blankets mute sound. It's very, uh, it's, it's a trick I picked up from like an audio engineer guy who was like, don't spend all the money on studio foam and shit. Just get some moving blankets. It's, it does the same thing. I need to get some studio foam and shit in here just to get into some weird spots, but, uh, blankets do a good job. <laughs> Thoughts on Boychuck on Saturday? Listen, I think it would be hilarious if the Islanders tried to goon it up when they're still fighting for the division and the Flyers' season's effectively over. Um, but I, I can't imagine that they would. Uh, and teams do stupid shit all the time, so um, it's very much in the realm of possibility. And for someone who has to watch the games regardless because it's his job – Uh, I would love to see a fucking line brawl on Saturday, but it does not make any sense at all. With Vegas running into cap trouble, is there anyone the Flyers could nab from them like the other Carlson? Yeah, I've been looking at Eric Carlson. Uh, I think he would fit uh he can play center or wing and that's kind of um that's kind of important that's something charlie has brought up a lot because of the uh because of the pending morgan frost situation at some point morgan frost is going to be on this team is he a center right away is he an nhl center at all these are things we don't know yet um but the truth is, he's a natural center, and you drafted him to play that position, you would think, uh and if he comes in and kills it, having someone who can move to wing would be very beneficial i would be I would be stoked if they got William Carlson honestly. it's a name I've looked at a couple of times and thought, oh, that'd be nice, but I don't think I've actually brought him up on the postgame, so good call there sam yeah i'm I'm down with uh with Wild Bill. do you like bill Clement as color analyst or Keith Jones? I personally like it when Clement calls game reminds me of pre lockout three Oh four. Um, I like when Clement is the national guy. Cause that to me is like the video game voice, the ESPN. I, I like it when Clement is doing national games. Um, I love Keith Jones on the local broadcast. And uh, some of you might like, I have a, I wouldn't say I'm friends with Keith Jones, but I have somewhat of a personal relationship with Keith Jones. I'm just a huge fan. Uh, I I, I freaking love Keith Jones a lot. Uh, He did our show. He did our draft show uh, uh, in 2017. He was on our draft episode. Uh, That's in our archives. Chat me up, Bruce. Uh, Yeah, so uh, I, I, I love Keith. We have even the slightest chance to get Johnny Hockey on the lineup should Calgary. But no, uh, no. Why would Calgary part with like an MVP candidate? He's, he's one of the 10 best forwards in hockey. Wow. Why would they be like, yes, let's get worse? They're a cup contending team. They're not trading Johnny Goudreau. That's stupid. I would love it. It would be awesome if we could bring Goudreau home. The dude's freaking amazing but they're not parting with him. Why would they? Yes, let's get worse on purpose. That's just not going to happen. Who wins the Mike Ricci Trophy for ugliest player in the NHL? It is and always will be uh, Brad Marchand. I mean, the dude is fucking hideous. Who would want the NHL to bring back Thorne and Clement and go back uh, and go and glow puck for a throwback national TV weekend game? Um, listen, man, I am of the belief that with advancements in technology over the last what's it been twenty five years, the glow puck is totally doable, and it might be a good idea. It, 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 we have HD fucking 4K. I, I can yell at my TV and it, it listens to me now. You can't tell me we can't figure out the glow puck. I think it would work this time around. This is this is a straight up shoot. I believe that 100%. That they should, they can and should do the glow puck again. Malkin is ugly. Or Malkin is an ugly son of a bitch. Uh, fucking nerd. Who knows, maybe we get lucky in the draft lottery again. It's always possible. I mean, when you think about it, yeah, it's like a two point whatever percent chance, just like it was in 2017. But really, everything is just 50-50. Things either happen or they don't. Everything's a 50-50 chance, really. You can get into some math, and Charlie always tells me I'm a simpleton for saying that all the time. And maybe that's true. But things either happen, or they don't. Just saying. <laughs> puck now would be perfect in bringing the casual fan. I... I will, I always say, uh, I do believe if you didn't grow up watching or playing hockey, it's hard to follow. Uh, Everyone says it's hard to follow the puck if you didn't grow up watching or playing because hockey is very much a sport of anticipation. And most viewers, I would assume a lot of the people in here, um, people who watch hockey every night, you get a feel for where the puck is supposed to go. And if you don't know where it's supposed to go, it's probably really easy to lose it. Um, It's a very fast game. It's faster than ever. These dudes are doing shit at speed that Bobby Orr couldn't dream of at this point. Um, I, I, I don't know if it would bring in fans, but I do think it would help people who are actively trying to get into it. That's what I'll say. You must have been a math major. I took no math. I took this one math class. I took two math classes in college, actually. One was called college math, which wasn't college math. It was fucking algebra, and it made me feel like a genius. Like, I was sitting in this class at Temple, and I had it on, like, Friday afternoons, and I would just get up and walk out because I'm like, X equals four. I felt like goodwill hunting in this class. It was unbelievably simple. And then uh, I took... Something called stat, which I was just like, "Oh yeah, this is gonna be like calculating on base percentage, cool." And no, I had no idea, and I took it in the fall of two thousand eight. <sighs> he, I, I, fall of two thousand eight was a lost was a lost semester for me uh, to begin with, uh, but this dude tried to have. Well, he did have a um, a a test on Halloween afternoon 2008, which, if you're unfamiliar, was the day of the Phillies World Series parades. So I'm sitting in the back. Just hey, is that, a, you know, if they win tonight, because it's Wednesday, uh, you know, the game got postponed Monday, so if they win tonight, the parade's going to be on Friday. We're still going to have that test. Dude goes... Hate to rain on your parade, <laughs> but yes, the test will still be on Halloween. Yes, again. So, yeah, I'm not going to be here. Okay. I had a test average of 27 in that class. Uh, some, And I gave the dude like a terrible, I felt bad about it at the end because I gave him like a terrible review. Like I just trashed him in the teacher or whatever where you fill out the things about the professors. I just trashed him. And then like he ended up just floating me to see even though my test average was 27, and he didn't count attendance, he didn't count participation, and <laughs> he didn't count homework, which is good because I didn't do any of those things. Um, but I had a 27 like test average, and he told me, just spell your name right on the final, and somehow I ended up with a C in the class. So I always felt bad about it, but no, I was not a math major. I can barely count. Bill, which was better, NHL and Fox, NHL and ABC, ESPN, NHL and NBC sucks. Yeah, NHL and NBC is not very good. Um, ESPN always felt big to me, but Fox had the robots, and I freaking loved those. Remember, they would like transform, like one would turn into a puck, and it would slap. The, like, I freaking love those robots going in and out of commercials, so I will give it to Fox all day. All right, guys, I think we're going to wrap it up. We're over an hour. All right, yeah, that's all the time I have for you tonight. i got to get to bed. i got to work in the morning. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for watching live. If you're listening later on the podcast feed, thank you very much for uh, helping us because it's huge, uh, the amount of subscribers and listens we have. That's very big for keeping the show going and keeping everything uh, as you like it, which you all seem to do. So thanks a lot for that. Have a great week, everybody.